Hello and welcome to You Can Do Big Things. I'm Katie, a mindset and success coach dedicated to helping women just like you build a mindset for success, achieve their goals and level up in all areas of their life. This podcast is the place where I share positive vibes and practical guidance to help fire up your motivation, empower you to go after your dreams and give you the confidence to do the things that scare you. I'll be sharing insights into my story alongside the actionable tips, tools and advice that I use with my private clients. I'm here to show you that your potential is limitless. So if you're ready to dive in, it's time to realise you can do big things. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This week I'm joined by Sophie, who's the face behind Sophie's Healthy Kitchen and also one of my best friends and just an all-round wonderful human. So welcome Sophie and thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you. I'm so, this is like the highlight of my day, getting to sit down and chat with you. Oh, well, it's always the highlight of mine when I get to speak with you. So Aww. thank you so much for joining. And there are so many things that I feel like we could talk about as we always do. But I just wanted to start by kind of reflecting on what the last 12 months has looked like for you and kind of how you've managed to stay what looks so positive, despite obviously everything that's happened with the pandemic and various weddings being moved oh, and gosh. being pregnant for a pandemic <laughs> and having your virtual baby shower. Like this year is obviously like been a lot for all of us, but I think especially you've had some kind of big milestones and some big changes through these 12 months and and you seem to have managed them so wonderfully well so what's your secret and how have you found it? (laughs) I'm flattered it comes across like that but honestly like me at the beginning of 2020 was an actual wreck Um, and I'm I'm kind of pleased I've actually said to my parents the other day I was like I know this pandemic's been horrible and so challenging and I know so many people have not coped and this isn't the case for a lot of people but I personally grew and learned so much in a really positive way And I feel like I appreciate just going out for a coffee more with my mum and, you know, just living in this area where I've got so much green around me. Like I really am a better version of myself because of it. And I was forced to kind of either, like you said, kind of cope and deal with it in a positive way or just break down, which is what I did initially. And it wasn't working for me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to change. Now I think back to like what was over a year ago, like the conversations that we were having, obviously, when we were like, oh my God, is the wedding going to happen? And like, what's the future going to look like? And actually, like, I kind of forgot that that was you because I feel like you very quickly like turned it round to almost like all your priorities were thrown up in the air and you actually just picked the ones that were most important to you and really perspective. That's really funny that you said that because I actually visualized my life being thrown up in the air and then I had to decide what I was going to catch. That's so weird because that's literally how I kind of envision it happening. Um, But yeah, so meant to get married in the south of France in June, didn't happen. Um, But look, when I look back, I just think, okay, that wedding wasn't meant to be. And we had such a beautiful ceremony in August with just our family, which we always planned on doing anyway. And now I get to look forward to my next big wedding party and um, that you're going to be so much more involved in as well because we've grown so close throughout this year mm-hmm. and I just feel like so much good has come from it and yeah you know we, do, we can't be positive all the time we do need to kind of just sit and 
you know, revel in our misery sometimes <laughs> just to get over it. But you have to pick out, okay, what do I have in life? Because I'm very aware that I'm in a privileged situation. A lot of people were kind of in a box flat in London with no outside space and their jobs were at risk. And, you know, there's so much that other people have been through that I can't, you know, uh, resonate with. But um, yeah, I just had to kind of replan. My I'm a planner. So I had everything planned. I was like, we're going to get married then, you know, we might try for a baby. And then when my wedding got pushed back, I was like, Ash was like, well, let's just have a baby first. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, that's not the order I planned. And I really just was not on board for that. And then I was like, actually, when I think about it, surely starting a family is more important than my big wedding. Yeah. So yeah, baby came yeah. first. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like the wedding will happen, like you say. And actually how you said about planning, that is so me. I've mm. always been- We're so similar. Like we oh. have the same, we, we, we're like weirdly, not even plan it, but we have the same diary. We have the same way of like the night before we decide what we're going to wear the next day. Yeah. <laughs> just all these things. And like this time last year, obviously just pre the pandemic, I used to have months in advance booked out. Like if yeah. something messaged me, I was like, do you fancy going for coffee? Do you fancy going for lunch? I'd be like, I've got a slot in That's four months' time at 11 a.m. I can you in this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> looking back, that was so ridiculous. And I think I would still be living like that now. Yeah, I would be as well. We were actually forced to not have any plans and actually really take every day as it comes. And mm -hmm. before I used to say, oh, yeah, like I just take every day as it comes. I like live in the moment. But I, there was, I was not living in the moment. I completely agree with you. To like, well, the hour, if not the minute. So... <laughs> Yeah, in a way, like I'm so grateful for the last year to actually mm. really just like even decide on the day, like, oh, what do I fancy doing this evening? Or yeah. what's what's today going to look like? And, and taking one day at a time rather than thinking about, okay, where am I going to be next year? And and even like I used to have all of my holidays and all of my weekends planned, like big things every weekend. Sometimes it was a year in advance. Like I would sit down in January and I'd have to book all of my holiday off of work. And even thinking about it from a corporate perspective, that's completely changed now. And that's yeah. just, it's not just assumed that you know where you're going to be in, in the next year. And we'll, well, we definitely we'll, can't plan holidays yeah. at the moment. <laughs> I know. Well, one day that will come back. Yes, <laughs> like, definitely. Like as much as I would love to go on holiday at the moment, I'm like, I would just love to go for a coffee with friends. Oh my God, I'm so the same. Because like everyone, I feel like so many people now are talking, you know, now that restrictions are being eased, I think a lot of people's priorities is a holiday, which is fair enough. But like, you know, I've got my baby due in July, so I won't be going on holiday this year. And I'm just like, I just want to see my, sit in the garden with my friends. That's yeah. what I want to do. <laughs> I know, and we took that for granted before, which is I know. A, a lovely realization to have that that is a wonderful thing in itself. And when you had that kind of shift in your mindset from like the start where you were like, this is awful to actually like, you know what, this is happening and I don't have any control of it. Mm what are my priorities now was that kind of like an overnight shift did you almost have like a moment of realization where you're just like I'm not gonna spend the next year feeling like this so actually I'm gonna choose to make a change or was it kind of a gradual over time I feel like when people say oh I changed overnight I, I usually find that quite difficult to believe I mean some people might but for me because that to me says like you expect there to be this destination of when like you've done it or you're happy or okay things are good again whereas for me I've really 
recognize that life is just a journey and there isn't there shouldn't be a destination because then then what you know you've got there and then what you just stand at the top of the mountain for five seconds and then you're like where do I go now um so it was really just like I for me it's like those small things every single day like getting outside with bear making sure I start my day with a nutritious breakfast spending some time being grateful every day making sure I check in with my family, just all these things I realized was actually what made up my happiness. It wasn't like that one big wedding that like, I can't wait for. Cause again, like once that day's over, then what? You have to find happiness in every single day. Like life is now and it's happening. Don't pinpoint your happiness on those like big events that maybe happen once or twice a year. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't agree more and are, are those things that you now incorporate in your everyday like going for walks speaking to your friends and family etc are they things that you did before but maybe not to the same extent or yeah you- I was gonna say I probably wasn't as I wasn't as aware of how happy they made me and how much they did contribute to my life whereas now I'm like I know that I can be the best version of myself every day if I've moved my body and if I'm eating a well-balanced diet and if I'm calling my mom and just things like that I'm just so aware of how happy they make me whereas like you said before we probably took them for granted and didn't realize how integral they were yeah I lived on such autopilot that mm-hmm. I mean had emotions before but I don't really feel like I was really connected to like how yeah. I was feeling because I was just rushing out the door in the morning going to work rushing out in the evening getting home late going to bed and actually never really took a moment to think about like what am I actually enjoying in my life right now? What do I want to do differently? How do I actually feel? What do I need to change? Because we were just never giving ourselves enough space to actually have those kind of thoughts. Exactly. And when I look back to when I was even just doing my psychology degree before I even knew I wanted to be a nutritionist, I just remember constantly being like, I need to get my degree. Then I need to get my master's. Then I need to do this. And I was constantly like, then I'll be at the top, you know, then I'll have this career and then I'll be happy. And I just so wish that, I mean, I don't regret it because I learned from it, but I wish I'd kind of just enjoyed the fact that, you know, I was studying and I may not have had any money and I may not have had a career, but I, that was a stepping stone to where I wanted to be. And I was in such a rush to do it. Yeah, I can, couldn't agree more. And I feel the same, like going through a corporate company that I was so focused on the next step and rushing there and getting there mm. and thinking, oh, I'll be happy when I've got to that, that exactly. top. But actually hated the process of getting there and I look back and I just think like was it worth it mm-hmm. and like I, I don't think it was in, in all fairness like actually enjoying the everyday and, and finding that balance and things that you enjoy every day obviously caveating that with the like you do have to work hard sometimes and like yeah sure you know and there'll be days and weeks that are hard yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but actually focusing on those little things that you can co- incorporate into your everyday that make the whole journey every step of the journey more exciting mm-hmm, and actually I am interested to know more about like obviously Sophie Health, Sophie's Healthy Kitchen and where that all began and I know you, you said you started in psychology which I didn't actually know I thought you started in nutrition um, so kind of what drew you to nutrition was that always like a hobby of yours an interest and then it mm. obviously grew into a business or yeah kind of I I mean, I'll try and wrap it up as quick as I can, because sometimes I turn it into quite a long story. But I basically left um, uh, like school without A-levels because I decided I was going to be this fashion designer who was going to move to L.A. and, you know, work behind the runway or whatever. Um, So I left to do it was like an equivalent to three A-levels, but in like fashion and design. 
and I quickly realized actually this isn't for me and I kept everything the course what I excelled in most in that course was all the essay writing and I was like I think I'm quite academic um so and psychology was something I'd always be interested in because growing up I had a really disordered relationship with food which I've spoken really openly about on my podcast um or our podcast Forking Wellness but um so yeah I had a really disordered relationship with food and when I finally started to recover and come out of that hideous mindset I was just so drawn to psychology because I was like I need and want to understand more because the mind is literally it dictates everything in regards to our life right everything is in your head you decide if it's good or it's bad or what you're going to do or how you're going to handle everything so I was like, I just want to delve into that because I'm finally in a better headspace so pursued psychology obviously I didn't have any A levels so I did a foundation in psychology and they offered me a scholarship to do the degree so I was like oh my god like I actually am academic and I can handle this I'm gonna go get a proper education (laughs) so um I initially did have the intention of becoming a psychologist and this might sound awful but further down the degree I got I was like I don't think I want my life to be listening to other people's problems all day it just I'd gone through so much in my own head that I was like I don't want to be drawn back into that negative headspace and I have so much respect for psychologists and therapists but it just wasn't for me so when I did but I loved my psychology degree I'm still so passionate about psychology I listen to different podcasts I always say I would have gone into like brain research if I didn't go into nutrition because I find it so fascinating um but yeah after doing my clinical placements um I kind of realized the lack of nutrition education there was in that field and I just wanted to marry the two subjects together so when I graduated with my psychology degree traveled to America with my sister and we were sitting in a cafe and I was like I think I actually do want to be a nutritionist and she was like oh cool like you know when we get back you can look into it and I wanted to do it quickly I was like I've just spent four years getting a higher education I don't think I can do a master's so um for anyone out there that wants to be a nutritionist there is no fast track you do have to go back and do another degree so I was like do you know what I was like I might get to 30 and be like and look back and be like well I could have done that degree and had it under my belt by now but I felt like I was too old to go back and do it so I was like I'm just going to do it so I mean I wasn't old old I was like 24 but you know when you're like in your 20s and you're like oh my god I'm so old (laughs) and now I'm realizing that actually we're not old at all and it really upsets me when I like look at 18 year olds looking at me and I'm like I know you think I'm old but I'm actually not (laughs) no like even thinking about at work when I started and like looking at people who were managers which I am now and thought they were like so high up had their life together and I'm like oh my god that's not to be me now I know um so yeah so just actually just before I started my degree in nutrition I um started this blog called Sophie's Healthy Kitchen on Instagram I literally didn't have a clue what I was doing but because my relationship with food had improved so much I kind of wanted to share um not my journey because I actually didn't share my journey at all until very recently but I wanted to try and help people or show people that food is nourishing and exciting and fun something I never knew it could be um so that's why I started the blog and it it kind of just evolved from there really and then I decided that I wanted to put qualifications to that name because then I thought actually maybe I could turn this into a business um so yeah that's how that happened when I got my 
qualification in nutrition and registered as a nutritionist with AIFN. And it's, it's just grown from there. And I honestly, I've, I've worked on myself personally and professionally, um, you know, for years and years. And I know a lot of people might look at not just me, but anyone and think, oh, you know, she's, she's got it and she's done it. And it's like, but it was hard, you know, it's not like I just created this and it worked. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I haven't been, I haven't known what I was doing at some points. It has been trial and error. It's been just me putting myself out there, not knowing how things were going to turn out, but yeah, yeah, I absolutely love that you said that as well, because I do feel like in our generation, that makes me sound so old, I know. almost become so like, obviously it's got such a fundamental place as well of like self-care first and mm-hmm. run yourself a bath and like you have to have good balance and you have to have boundaries all the time and like you don't have to work ridiculously hard, but actually acknowledging the fact that like sometimes you do have to work hard sometimes I know you work into the evening sometimes I know you're sometimes working on weekends and actually that all comes part of it as well and like you can't have all of the amazing excess without having put in that level of work and having put in that element of hustle and that grit and even if it's when you're starting out or if it's kind of certain periods along along your career path but yeah I think like something that I've been thinking about a lot recently is the fact that we talk so openly about having to have a good work-life balance Mm. and not taking on too much and giving yourself time to relax and like I am the first person to say that like don't let work take over your life but also like acknowledging the fact that like I have been building a business recently I have been working weekends I have Mm. been working late into the evenings but actually it's because it's something that I love and in in the future that's going to give me that balance back and allow me to be able to actually turn my passion into a into a career. 100% and I truly do believe that you are not going to find success if you don't work for it nothing's no one's going to hand you it nothing's going to happen and I, I so know because I've been there that people will look at you know influencers and celebrities online and think life's so easy for them they've got this great following they post a picture and it gets x amount of likes it's like they're still working hard behind the scenes to create that content and you know some of them might be luckier than others like you know if you're a Kardashian you're pretty lucky you've been born into fame and fortune but for the majority of people they are working hard behind the scenes to make shit happen yeah yeah I I couldn't agree more and actually like it can be difficult to constantly be seeing these images of people like lying on a beach and sipping cocktails and out partying when they have achieved such high levels of success in their business but actually remembering that like behind the scenes they probably are really grafting as well and it's Mm -hmm. just about finding that happy balance between working hard and knowing that there is a time and place to work hard and not sliding kind of either end of the scale in terms of falling falling over in terms of exhaustion or falling over in terms of I haven't done any of my to-do list because I've been watching Netflix and lying in the bath and I do feel like you get that balance so right well it seems like you get it well I mean I try but again it is something that I work on and do you know what my pet peeve is is when people are like you know we talk about all these things that enhance happiness things like moving walking spending less time on our phones spending time with our loved ones and people are like well I don't have time for that and I'm like but you have time to sit on your phone for half an hour and scroll through Instagram get up half an hour earlier, you know, if it's that important, you know, it's going to enhance your well-being, prioritize it, guarantee you, you can find 10 to 20 minutes in your day to do something that serves you. Yeah, I was having that exact conversation with a client the other day, she was saying, oh, I hate mornings, like, I don't want to get up early, I don't want to have a morning routine. And I said, okay, so what do you do in the morning? She's oh, so I wake up and I like sit in bed and I scroll through Instagram for half an hour. Yeah. 
Beautiful. And uh, you could be using that half an hour that you're already awake. Yeah. Like you don't have to get up and go for a run, but you could be like doing a journal, you could be reading, you could yeah. doing your gratitude, whatever it is. Like there is something better for your mindset that's going to set you up for a better day. Like I'm not going to prescribe what it is, but just experiment. Of <laughs> that's the that thing. It's like, your phone. you know, she's saying, I don't know who this client is, but you know, she's saying, oh, I, I don't want to do a morning routine. Well, don't complain about it then. Are you happy? Do- if you're happy doing what you're doing, don't come to me and say you want to change it, but you don't want to change it. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Actually taking responsibility for your yeah. own. And like, I find this a lot when I work with clients as well. They almost think because they're working with someone who's positive and they want to change their mind. You're going to do it for them. Yeah. <laughs> a, yeah. I can click my fingers. Yeah. wave my magic magic wand and suddenly after session one they're going to be like oh my goodness I feel so happy and positive about everything but yeah you have to put the work in and you have you to do in prioritizing the stuff that makes you feel good even on the days where you're like oh I can't be bothered to move today or, oh it's easier just to sit on the sofa than go for a walk but actually thinking that, like and knowing how you're going to feel after that and the overall impact that it has on on your attitude and on your, on your day is is so fundamental hundred percent I actually had someone say to me like you know how are you staying so active in pregnancy and why are you so motivated and I'm like because I know how great I feel when I do these things it's not like I'm sat there like well should I shouldn't I work out I know I should but it's because I genuinely I've got that relationship with myself where I want to show up and make myself feel good and obviously if I don't feel like doing it I won't but most of the time I'm very aware now like I said of what kind of practices enhance my day yeah amazing and like that awareness is I think the thing that so many people especially that I work with they they really miss just actually yeah to themselves tuning into what they need and like it is easy with social media and with having so many influences around us to influences not influencers yes <laughs> to, um, to think like oh they're doing this that that must work for me like if that makes them happy then it must make me happy if that's the way they're starting the day that must be the way I'm starting my day even down to I'm sure you have it with nutrition people like seeing certain diet plans or seeing what a mm. uh, day in the life on what someone's posting on Instagram yeah. and thinking oh if, if I follow that as well or if I do that kind of workout I'm going to look the same as them and I'm going to feel the same as them but actually really just getting rid of all of those shoulds all of those expectations all of what everyone else is doing and really just tuning into like what actually makes you feel good and yeah. like even though we are so similar there are very there are clear differences between us like 100%. I actually enjoy running now never gonna happen for me <laughs> <laughs> so like for me I actually find going for a run like so de-stressing yeah. and it sets me up for such a positive day but like no offense but that is probably like the last it's thing that you want to 100%. do 100 percent. that's so funny I said that to my mom the other day because looking at me you probably think I can run I cannot I can confirm that no one in my family can run we're just not built that way <laughs> yeah I mean I can't say I'm the best runner ever but like I actually like love it I feel so good for it but I think it's like running isn't for everyone and nothing is no. for everyone. like no for everyone no morning routines for everyone so actually just like getting in tune and having that awareness of, of what works for you so in terms of your pregnancy which I know we just touched <laughs> on there um and obviously I'm so excited to meet baby Bertrand I feel like I'm so <laughs> invested in your baby oh my god 100% he Obviously, can't wait to meet you husband. either <laughs> <laughs> you're literally part of our family Katie. I am. I'm basically married to Sophie's husband yeah <laughs> 
Well, I like to think I You're am. always there. I'm always there, <laughs> third wheeling. <laughs> so like, how has your pregnancy been? And, and like you just touched upon, you obviously have been keeping yourself fit. You have still been eating well. You have been managing your energy levels and actually making pregnancy look really not oh, that scary so sweet. And, yeah, like you've made it look so beautiful and graceful and even when I saw oh. you last week I was like oh my god you were literally like so fit oh, <laughs> bless you. You. <laughs> so, like, how have you found pregnancy does has that how it's is that how it's felt for you or kind of behind the mm. scenes has it been a struggle the I mean this is obviously my personal experience and you know other people's pregnancies could be totally different but I believe the secret is taking each day as it comes I had to say to myself because you get told so many stories don't you like oh you're never going to have any energy and your diet's going to be awful and I was just like I'm literally just not going to put any pressure on this and see how my body feels and just take each day as it comes and the first trimester was horrible because you're hiding it from everyone you can't eat vegetables, like morning sickness is horrendous. So I almost don't count that as part of the pregnancy journey, because it's kind of a given for most people that you're going to feel like that. And you just got to accept it. Um, but going into second trimester, I, I think I've just been really lucky because I've had a few symptoms like headaches and heartburn and, you know, just small things like that. But I some days like didn't even feel pregnant in my second trimester. Like, I don't know I just got on with things like I my diet was exactly the same as it was before um still moving every day and just living my living my best life um but coming into third trimester so I'm 30 almost 31 weeks now and definitely noticed a dip in my energy levels but something I did in the first trimester when I felt awful was my non-negotiable was going for a walk every day even if it was 10 minutes I had, I was just like, I didn't care how I felt. I was like, I have to get outside for fresh air and some movement. And that's something I'm, I'm doing now. Like it's non-negotiable. I know I'm going to feel like shit if I sit in and don't get any fresh air in my lungs. So regardless of my energy levels, and that might sound to some people like I'm pushing myself, but I truly believe that I feel better after doing that. So that's something I've been doing to keep myself just honestly, when I went outside yesterday morning, I felt awful. Like I can't explain your body just feels like it wants to sit on the sofa all day and that's not me I'm not that sort of person so I was like I'm gonna go outside the sun shining and as soon as I stepped out of my door and the fresh air hit my lungs I was like made the right decision so yeah um so I, I feel the best yeah so I do feel like I've been quite lucky but I also as well I think what's helped me was my mindset before pregnancy in terms of knowing what works for me, knowing what makes my body feel good. And, you know, yes, we're growing a baby and our bodies are essentially on loan to them whilst we grow them, but it's still our body. You know, we're still in control of how well we look after it and, you know, how it reacts to certain things. Sometimes um, hormones are, can be a bit of a bitch, but hormones can be a bitch even when you're not pregnant. Oh, I know. I was, um, Matt, the other day I was, I had fake tan on and I walked in, I went, don't, don't touch me. Don't come near me. Cause I was literally covered in fake tan. He's like, oh, what is the time of the month? Like I can, I can be awful. <laughs> but I've, I've honestly like I, I get so many people as well being like oh you know sleep now before the baby comes which bloody annoys the hell out of me and yeah. I'm like just like I'm not thinking about that yet I'm just I'm not in people are like what's your birth plan and I'm like to have the baby like yeah. that's <laughs> my plan at the end of this journey is to give birth to the baby but I'm not I'm just 
I don't want to stress myself out with what's to come. I'm just going to take, because I don't know. And I hate, like I said at the beginning, I'm such a planner. And the fact that I literally have no idea what's in store for me now, I've just got to let that go. Take each day as it comes and I'll deal with it as and when it happens. I love that approach so much. And what a 360, like yes. to this time last year. <laughs> it's almost like speaking to a completely different person. <laughs> And I do feel like, I mean, I'm not sure if you agree that you really have like listened to your body and you've mm. like been, obviously you're a, an intuitive nutritionist, intuitive yes. nutritionist, but like, I do feel like you have really been intuitive with your body in terms of how you've been moving and how you've been like spending your days and, and even like your sleep routine as well. Like, you know, exactly what, what works for you and your body is like, you said you wake up without an alarm. Like yeah, it's crazy. It must be very like intuitive in that sense that I know and, on. and I honestly we Ash and I we're early risers and around six we will both just wake up naturally and I, I won't be tired you know when you kind of like your alarm goes off and your eyes are like squinty like there's none of that I actually feel fresh I feel rested and yeah it's, it's great <laughs> and that's something before pregnancy as well or do you think maybe that's like a hormones kind of thing or what's your secret <laughs> a lot of people so actually so many people have been like oh god are you sleeping and I'm like yeah right I, I am <laughs> and like so I think so many people in pregnancy suffer with their sleep which that must be awful because like you know I love my sleep um but yeah I definitely got into more of a routine before I was pregnant going to bed at the same time kind of waking up at the same time but yeah I think it's just been since pregnancy actually that I haven't been setting an alarm and just waking up naturally um but I have been very regimented at going to bed between kind of nine and ten o'clock most nights because I'm just exhausted and I know that and I feel like the hours before midnight count more my nana always told me that I don't know if it's true I like it I mean I don't need any excuse to get into bed at 9 p.m yeah (laughs) and actually it's really interesting to hear that a lot of the things that you think have enhanced your pregnancy are things that you started putting in place before you were pregnant like yeah I truly believe that that's helped so much yeah so actually like although of course not everyone listening to this podcast and I'm not pregnant but (laughs) there are so many things that you can start doing and start being aware of before you actually do get pregnant if if you are going to get completely I mean you're only going to see benefit from it yeah I couldn't agree more and how are you feeling about being a mummy oh gosh I know I said that to my sister today I was like someone's gonna call me mum soon (laughs) um I'm so so excited and I definitely feel like I'm ready because something I always said I wanted to do before I had kids was have a career that I felt satisfied with and that's not me saying oh I've got there and you know I've done everything I wanted I, I really want to grow the business more and you know I've got things that I want to do still but I feel in a good position where I don't want this to come across wrong, but I was never that type growing up where I was like, oh, I just want to be a mom and I want to have kids and I can't wait to have a family. That was never me. And I actually questioned if I I wanted kids at some points. Um, But then I met Ash and things changed. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited. I feel like it's the right time. I am fully aware my life is going to change a lot, but I'm also very determined to make sure that I still am living my best life I almost want my child to be like an addition to my life I don't and again this won't you know some people won't resonate with this at all and that's completely fine but I don't want to just be a mum I you know I still want my business I want my social life and you know some mums might be listening to this laughing at me but whatever um I I just have this um 
I'm, I feel really positive about it. I know I can do this. I'm going to be a certain type of mum. I want my little boy to see me working and running a business and, you know, I'll still be there for him. I want him, you know, to be as involved in his life as I can be. Um, but yeah, he's just going to slot in somehow. We're going to make it work. I, I love that. <laughs> and like, it actually sounds like you haven't got the whole thing figured out, which I think is so reassuring to hear. Like, it's actually just trusting yourself. Like, yeah, that's what that's exactly what it is. I'm just going to trust it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I know to a smaller extent, like getting a dog, <laughs> but like it's similar in a way. No, it's true because we work our lives around them. You do yeah. have to take them into account exactly but it's just like we bring them with us places so I'm just going to bring my little boy with me exactly like little sidekicks yeah. <laughs> amazing well it's been so lovely to speak to you and final question that I'm asking all guests is what one piece of advice would you give to your younger self oh um to probably just enjoy the moment more yeah. and not be waiting for the next thing or the next event or even just the weekend like you know we're all just like living for the weekend um to just and to look after yourself more just to like live in the moment and look after yourself more that would I be absolutely it. love that yeah they resonate with me so much as well especially they're not living for a weekend yeah and I think that's a massive change that I've made myself over the last year and actually really trying to like embrace every day and make the most of every day and I even said to Matt last last Thursday I just had a really busy week and I said to him like I'm so happy it's Friday tomorrow and he was like I've never heard you say that before like really never said that because I've really tried to work on like actually you know what there's good in every day and I'm going to make something in every day that I look forward to and that makes me feel good and actually yeah like I don't want to live my life kind of counting down for a weekend or I know and so to be fair like sometimes I am like oh god yes I'm so happy it's a weekend but on the flip side a lot of the time I'm like yes it's Monday it's a new week I get excited for a Monday <laughs> oh my god we're so sad <laughs> but what a lovely day to be exactly I'm happy about it yeah like just changing your mindset like I woke up on Monday morning and I know I used to wake up on every Monday morning. I think I posted about it like on my story. And I just woke up and I was like, oh God, another week. Oh, well, it was Tuesday. And so, so society tells us to do that as well. They convince us that Monday is this awful day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh my God, back into work, another early start, back to the gym, like sulking about all these things. Like I spent years and years and years and years and years and years of my life like that. And actually it's only really in the, the last couple of years that I've been like, I don't want to wake up and dread going into work I don't want to mm-hmm. wake up like dread that it's a Monday and I've got five days left of a working week like I now just wake up and I tell myself like today's going to be a great day like this yeah. is going to be a really great week like I've got a busy week but actually it's completely manageable and the way that you talk to yourself really matters sometimes it really really does one like I said at the beginning like our whole life is dictated by our mind yeah couldn't agree more anyway my love thank you so much for all of your words of wisdom and just being a beautiful light in my life always you are absolute sunshine in my life katie i love you i love you too and i'm sure everybody already knows all about you um but if our listeners listeners do want to find you where can they do that oh you can find me on instagram at sophie's healthy kitchen that's where i'm most active but you can also check out my website sophieshealthkitchen.com and you're not going to do like I did in your podcast and start giving everyone like my email address. Yeah, I was going to say, so you want my email. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of You Can Do Big Things. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and share. It really does mean the world and I absolutely love hearing your feedback. 
You can find me on Instagram at Katie Sarah Forbes and on my website at katiesarahforbes.com. Until next time, sending you lots of love and speak soon.